Hello and welcome back to the Golden Hurricast, a weekly podcast covering Golden Hurricane Athletics at the University of Tulsa. I'm Ryan Token. I'm Matt Rexing. And I'm Pat Fox. And wow, that was a brutal week for Tulsa basketball. We lost an absolute gut puncher of a game in overtime against Cincinnati, which shouldn't have been an overtime game, and then just got hammered on the road by SMU uh, by 20. So plenty to discuss and dissect from those games, so let's get to it. Stay golden. episode that like being forced to sit here and talk about it because i mean football we like your outfit disagrees (laughs) but the uh i mean football we we knew it was going to be well after like the first couple games we like we're kind of aware what was going to happen this week for basketball it's the first time that we have lost every game in a week uh for an episode and it just sucks also don't take my picture i'm not taking your picture I'm not taking your picture, Matt. <laughs> Matt, I'm not taking your picture. Matt, I'm not sending this out to people because it's hilarious. Okay. Um, yeah, that sucked. I mean, I really thought we could take it from Cincy, even though last week I said we wouldn't. We would possibly steal SMU. And holy crap, that was off. We came nowhere close to stealing that from SMU. I think at one point we were down 38-31 after somehow... Current's got like an and one on like a goaltend. Yeah, we, well, we got within six, like right at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, second half. Yeah, yeah second right. half. And then Jamal Murray decided to make every shot possible. <laughs> yeah. And then it went all downhill from there. And it seems like if we get down 10, Hate kind of gets frustrated and kind of throws stuff against the wall. Like, oh, we're not doing good. Darian Jackson, Chris Paul at the same <laughs> yeah. time. And he just gets like, I don't know, he's maybe wrong, but it seems like he just gets really frustrated really quickly and has a kind of a quick leash. I don't know, at least a quick poll for guys when we don't really have anybody to replace them. Well, I mean, sometimes you need to. Like, Igbanu did not have good games. Yeah, and I think, the, I think the reason that was happening was because, like, he was just looking for, in my opinion, probably just looking for guys that had some kind of energy in that game. It was like, against SMU, we were playing asleep. Nobody was moving fast. No energy, no fire. People just kind of jogging around. I remember specifically a loss in Korea like close out that was the worst close that I've ever seen. And he's usually the guy that's the hustle guy. So if he's not doing it, the rest of the team was even worse. So it's just I don't know why we weren't fired up for this game. They don't believe in the Boomtown showdown maybe. Uh but Because it's not that's not the rivalry <laughs> name. It's the battle of schools that either got the death penalty or were coached by Bill Blankenship. Well, regardless of what the name is, they they didn't seem fired up for the game. So I don't know why. Oh I mean the only thing that I can think of, and I, it's not an excuse, but to lose to Cincinnati on Thursday in overtime when we should have won, and then like two days later you're on the road playing, I can see how you might not have that energy. But if I was, you know, University of Tulsa men's basketball team, I would be angry. And yep. It didn't seem like it is. It is a pretty quick turnaround for college basketball. Usually you have at least three days um, between games. Mm-hmm. So that could be an excuse, but also SMU, I think, played on Thursday too. Yeah, they played UConn. Yeah, so it's not exactly, I mean, same thing. And the thing with Igbanu, what pissed me off the most was Igbanu was playing bad, but also his style wasn't working because they double-teamed right away. Yeah. So they put in Simon Falcon for him, and you know what they try to do? They try to post up freaking Simon Falcon, who when's the last time he made a post-up? Like, when's the last time he had a good post-up and didn't turn the ball over? Has he had one? I don't know, he doesn't play very often. Yeah. Exactly, but he always turns the ball <laughs> okay. over when he does play. Yeah, I know. And then first thing, <laughs> you bring him in, and you write up, you draw a play for the guy who hasn't played all year? What the, and they turned the ball over right away trying to get him the ball. Hey, he, he took a shot, and it hit the net <laughs> under the rim, though, but didn't, yeah, it didn't yeah. go in. So it's, just, it's clear, like, we... I mean, we couldn't get the ball inside at all, driving or, like, trying to force it into the post, but I, some... So, like, the first play of the game, I think... Not the first play, but the first one of the first plays, Igbano got in the post and passed the corner for a three. I don't think I saw him do it again. Yeah, it was all, it was like the stereotypical Igbani game, that game. Just waiting, sitting down there, trying to make a move. By the time he makes a move, there's a third guy on him, and then he turns it over or tries to throw up something and get fouled, but he doesn't. It's got to be, you got to pull the trigger faster. You got to pass out of there quicker. You got to shoot. You can't, like, he holds on to it for 
Yeah, right. Like, Basically, as, every... long as, as long as he sh- takes to shoot a free throw, that's like how long I think he can hold <laughs> on to the ball. Basically, everybody yeah. had a bad week except for Dry Horn. Yeah. Horn had two. He was our best player probably in both games. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So. The only bright spot of the SMU game, for sure. And like even times. even in, even in the Cincy game, like Jeffries had fourteen points, but he had five turnovers. Everybody else was like, as good of a game they were having, like making shots. They turned the ball over a ton. Yeah, and the SMU was just like a worse version of Cincy. I mean, well, we were. I don't know. SMU's got more. It seems like they have more shooters. Like their whole team is basically just long, lanky guys that can shoot the ball. Even their big guys can shoot threes. Like that uh, Ethan Shagwa or however you say He's his really last good. name. Yeah. He's their big dude, or one of their two kind of ish big dudes. And he was making threes. I think he had two threes in that game. Well, what I was trying to say, the same game is in we couldn't make a two-point shot. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it was awful. But yeah, SMU might, honestly. Like, they're top three of Shagwa, McMurray, and Foster. Foster's not even healthy yet. If he gets healthy as the season goes along, yeah. they're going to be like, they're, they have super, like, really talented. Shagwa and, and uh, Foster are both, like, NBA talents. Yeah, and the only reason they have the record they have right now because it was because Foster, one of their best guys, was out the first, like, five games of the year for them. They lost two or three of those first five games. And so now that he's back, they've been rolling. So maybe yeah, I think they're still I think they're still down one scholarship really? from the uh, Larry Brown. No era. way. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they only had, like, they only play seven guys, like, ever. Pretty much, uh, maybe not. I don't know what it was against us, but uh, before that, yeah, they it played. It, they it played, is seven. They seven. It, it's yeah. seven. Then at the end, they played guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's. I mean, we're playing seven guys now too, but they're. I mean, seven when three of those guys are that good, and the other four, and the other four are still like really good. I mean, yeah, they're easily better than us right now, and they're like, I think they're up there. They might be better than Temple. Yeah, that'll um, be fun to see what they do the rest of the year because yeah, they looked. I mean. I mean, we didn't do anything to challenge them, but they looked very strong. I still think we can beat them at home because we're clearly way different on the road at home. Yeah, because we I mean, we, we figure that out. Man. We haven't it's, won a true road game yet. It's like it's not even close. It's like two different it's not, total teams. When it's when it's thirty minutes away, I won't count as a true road game. Yeah, Net does, but yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's it's clearly a problem, and honestly, Ken Palm might be right. With the eight and ten prediction for our conference here. Yeah, especially if we're gonna like what road game. Can we win if we play like this? I mean, Tulane, I'd say, right now, is about it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if we play like we did yesterday, Tulane might beat us by 20. Yeah. No. And I mean, the only conference <laughs> win we have right now okay. is a buzzer beater against South Florida, who's better than we thought, but still, like, not, like, a top tier. Yeah. It's just going to be tough. The conference this year, like, the the top of the conference is great, as usual. There may be a little bit of a step down in total number of teams that are, are super good, like last year, but the bottom is way, way up. So the conference overall... It's just, it's a slog. It's going to be tough to get through this thing. Yeah, no, it's just like every team's, there's there's probably only three to four tournament teams, but there's a bunch yeah. of like CBI teams. Right, yeah, for sure. And I was looking at kind of ways we got smoked by SMU that game. So many of the counts, but the biggest ones, uh, almost every category we lost them in. I think the only things we beat them were, were points in the paint. We beat them 24 to 16, and then bench points, which... We had 18, but 14 of those were Dryahorn, who should basically be a starter at this point. Uh, but the other things... Do you like think, they, who, do, who should we bench for Horn? I don't know. I mean, it's Igbanu. tough because Igbanu, <laughs> like, he's, the, he's, he's an option to bench, uh, but, like, Horn isn't nearly as good of a rebounder as Igbanu. Igbanu is a good rebounder. And so if we take him I don't out, know. Actually, I think... I think... I mean, he's close. Not, he's closer not, than you think, I think. Why not try it for a game? Like, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, like I mean, I'm, I'm getting offensive tired of rating is, was 54 against SMU. Like that's so yeah. bad. Especially, it feels like Ibanu. He just like either does really well against a certain matchup or horrible. <laughs> like he's night and day. Yeah. It's because his styles is so. I mean, if he if if he faces length, he's he's screwed. Yeah. Right. Um, and God, yeah, he just he they have to figure something out with him. But he just—he's a big dude. He takes up space down there. I feel like that'd be—it'd be tough to replace that with Horn. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see it. I'm—I'm I'm curious how that would go. Yeah, you'd have to. I mean, Freyth. The offense would definitely Freyth. be better. Freyth, yeah, Freyth. Yeah, Freyth. Short, Frank Hayes, Freyth. Freyth. He would have <laughs> to. Uh, you'd have to change up the offense. I think if he did that. But I mean, why not? Because it's not. It hasn't been working super well. I mean, it would change to the one thing we're doing not horrible. I wouldn't say good right now, but not horrible, which is three point shooting. Yeah. Um. But still, I don't know if we can like completely. I. That's also one of the bright spots I saw was uh, Kern Scott finally just like firing away from three instead of doing mm-hmm. like floaters. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, I don't know who you would bench for Horn. 
It'd be good to see. Like, I think it would it would help out our offense a ton because a lot of the time our offense, like, we're smoothly moving the ball, passing it around, and eventually we get it into Igbani, which we should at some point. You know, that's, that's part of the game. Get it into the block. Mm-hmm. It sucks everybody in. But the point of that is to either go, like, do something like you were saying, Matt, do something with it or get it back out and we can keep passing it around. Yeah. But we're moving the ball, we give it into him, and boom, everything stops. It is like... Every all eyes go to Igbanu. The whole defense crashes on him because they know he's not going to pass it out of there. And then he turns it over. Igbanu needs to make quick decisions. He gets the ball, he stands there for a couple seconds, and then tries to post it up. Yeah, we should like. I feel like you know because then they're like it's also, it's like it's like semi pro. You guys ever seen semi pro the movie with Will Ferrell when they just he throws the ball in the post. Oh, I don't got it. Throws it back out. Throws the ball in the post. Oh man, <laughs> it's like constantly that Igbanu. He's constantly like wrestling for position. I think if we do like more motions on the baseline to get him like in the high elbow and stuff like that, like set screens, mm-hmm. so it's not just constantly him on the block like with his hand up. Right. If you see, you know, the classic post up, just hand up move, and I don't know if we if we play Horn instead of Bonnet, that opens up driving lanes for Taplin and like Jeffries. Yeah, for sure. The and, thing is, and Horn, Horn can drive too, especially against. Yeah, he definitely he can drive and shoot. He's gonna be he's he's gonna be fun to watch. But the thing I'm worried about there, back to that back to the SMU part, was the worst part of that game, I think, was second chance points that SMU got. Oh they God. beat us 20-6 to six in I, SMU. That's unbelievable. That, that sounds small. I know. I thought it was small, too. But I mean, that's it was it was just night and day. Like, we could not stop them. I think and if I, we take out a rebounder, it just gets even worse. You know, So even if our offense gets that much better, does our rebounding go down even more? Or is everyone more fired up to play because we're actually in the game because we're scoring? You know, it's I team no rebounding. It's not, like, it's not like Ibanu's guys constantly beating him. It's the long shots, and it just falls into no man's land, and nobody goes to get the ball. The yeah. other team does. Right. I think the point when I knew it was over yesterday is when we got, like, Igbana stole the ball or something. Like, he dived on the ball to get it, and then he faked past, and two SMU guys were there. Then he tried to pass it to Jeffries. Oh, yes. They stole it. Yeah. Shagwa, Tulsa's own Shagwa, went to the corner, <laughs> hit a three. Yeah. And that, was a, that was a stab to my heart right there. Like, we had, like, momentum steel, you know? Like, we were about, we, like, energy. Diving the ball, but nothing. Yeah. And we just play with such lack of energy. I feel like that's... Offensive rebounding, size yeah. is part of it, but size doesn't get you out-rebounded that bad every game. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, if the team isn't even out there fired up playing and stuff, like, the fans aren't going to be. It just brings everybody down. It's hard to get going if you start like that. And Haith has mentioned that. I remember seeing something in a post or a pregame conference... Um, about how we need to come out with more energy. And then the time we did that, we were playing Oklahoma State, I think. And we did. Came out firing, played well for the next couple of games. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to start harping on that all the time. Like, that's got to be the attitude on the team. But it seems like it's not. Which is, I think we have good energy against Cincy, especially there's one stretch. I think it's mostly Joyner. Yeah, Joyner is the, he's always, he's Joyner's always all, Joyner's all over the place, good or bad, and kind of be kind of bad, you know, he gets out of control and like really emotional sometimes, it seems like. Yeah, but sometimes I mean, I'd rather have that, that 10 times out of 10. Yeah, then. like I love what Jeffries does, but it's just like, sometimes I just, not, it's not, it's the calmness. Calmness can be good, but too calm can be bad. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So let's move on to talking about Cincy. A little bit of a brighter spot, uh, even though we lost that in heartbreaking, heartbreaking fashion. Uh, but at least we were playing well. Like, that was the best offensive game. Even though I, I, we were sitting in the second half, and I was looking at Matt, and the score was like 50-something to 40. The I wouldn't game say it's the best better. offensive game. It's the best three-point shooting game. But we only make like five two-point field goals. It can't be the best <laughs> offensive right. game. The best, yeah, that's a good point. The best three-point shooting game. But it was still, like, I looked up at the scoreboard, and I was like, how do we only have this many points? It felt like we were just raining in the points in the second half. I think we only had 26 in the first half, right? But yeah, and we had 22 turnovers. That's, that was probably it. Yeah. But it was just, it sucked. Like, we knew since he had a great scoring, I think they were in the top 10 or top 20 of scoring defense in the country. Um, so they had 15 steals against us. So we kind of, like, that's too many, of course, but we kind of knew something like that might happen. But man, giving up 22 turnovers in a game, five each by your two senior leaders, like Taplin and Daquan Jeffries, each had five turnovers. That Those are your guys. You can't. They can't be doing that. It's actually surprising. I thought Igbano had more than four because it felt like every time he got the ball, they double and he wouldn't pass out. But I guess he only had four. Yeah. But yeah, it was that that part was awful. It was awesome to see all the threes go in. It was nice to see like Karita and Scott finally putting shots up, and Joiner too. That was really good to see Joiner. Yeah, everybody was firing away. Do you know? Take a guess without looking. Maybe you already saw it. What our uh, three point percentage in the second half was? Sixty one overall. Yeah, fourteen of twenty three. I'd guess. I'm not a pretty, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna guess we went eleven of thirteen. I'm gonna say seventy one still. 
I don't know what the number were, but the percentage was 81.8% from three in the second half. Unbelievable. Like we just, everybody was firing so why away. Why did we take more threes? I mean, sure. we felt like we were taking a ton. No, not enough. Really. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. But they were good. Like they were good shots. It didn't seem like people were forcing them. Some of them had like guys just had hands in our faces. We were still knocking them down. So it was it, that was the that was the best part of that game for sure. Yeah, one of my least favorite parts, um, and this is just one of my least favorite things that shows up every other game. It seems like uh, free throws. We were. 13 of 21 this, this week. Yeah. So that's 62%. Against Cincinnati. Yeah, against Cincinnati for that game. You know, you make like one of those free throws, you shoot 64%, we win the game. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we had to shoot 62%. Yeah, Taplin and Jeffries it's... both missed one down the line, and that hurt with Jennifer hitting that shot. Kane Broom. Or Kane Broom, yeah. What, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Joyner was the only one who he shot and he made, you know, he's five for six, but then we had one for two, three It's probably because that lady was yelling five. woo. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's a woo girl. Yeah. yeah. I will say, best student section game, they were out there supporting yeah. and they're also funny because they started wooing back at her. Yeah, they were doing good and, and they were packed. And whenever they were shooting free throws one time, their section won the free Arby's and they just started chanting Arby's. <laughs> yeah, that is... was super funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, I just really liked that part. So it was like the first really good student section game. Um, the rest of the crowd, not so much because of Thursday night at 6 o'clock, which was stupid. We had to, like, token, couldn't even get there on time. Yeah. Freaking ESPN pushed our game up. And we had to, <laughs> I had to eat, like, fast food for for dinner because of that. So uh, screw you, ESPN. Hey, we got that Wednesday, too. UConn's at 6 on Wednesday. So, I'll be ready. Yeah, it's at 6 again. That's right. That sucks. Oh, well. Um, but, yeah, uh, we got to talk about what happened down the stretch of that game because we felt like we were in control. We were up 6 with, like, a minute left, right? Something like that. Yeah, um, it, was, it was Frank Hitt. It was, it was classic. Yeah. It was classic. But it really was. It wasn't like a, I didn't think it was. This one was a coaching one. I mean, parts of it were, but a lot of it was this Kane Broom. Like I, it felt like ten possessions in a row. He came down and hit a shot. So did South Florida. So did OSU. So it's how every is time it, because yeah. because because we get out of the things they're doing well. It's like okay, slow it down, slow it down. Try to get a shot towards the end, and then they just play, and they then they start making shots. You got to keep playing within your offense and not just like go to this like new let's freaking dribble the air out of the ball. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And miss free throws. I mean, miss free throws hurt too, but like a lot of it was like, it's just the same thing. It's like you get a bit of a lead with under three minutes, slow it down, and then they, if they hit shots. It's just nuts, man. They were making everything. Like that guy, he's the one that last week I was talking about um, how he is either ice cold all game and has like zero points and they lose the game. It's probably because you brought it up in the middle of the game. I know, I did. Uh, <laughs> you did knock so on wood. He, I think he had like, with five minutes left in the game, I think he had like six points, something like that. And then he ended with 16. You know, he was making everything, everything down the stretch. And then he hit the game winner. And like I said, like, like I said last week, um, predicted that it was going to be predicated on what how Kane Broom plays. And, and then even go. like we go into overtime, we, we start got lucky it wasn't the game winner. It was just the center yeah the game tire. Right? right? Yeah. Thank God he stepped on the foot. Yeah. But honestly, very maybe, close. I mean, I honest, maybe I wish he didn't because we lost and it was just it still sucked. So <laughs> it yeah at least then I mean we started overtime well, but then Jeffries got those two fouls quick and he got out of the game. And then it kind of just went downhill from there. Yeah. Um, Cumberland's probably my least favorite American player now. That guy just seemed like... Yeah, he a, sucked. He seemed like a little... Seems super cocky. Yeah, he seemed like it's just like kind of a... I won't use the word. <laughs> it rhymes with witch. Eh, he was complaining snitch. a lot. Yeah, he seems like a snitch. Yeah, he, just, I don't know, he, seemed, <laughs> he seemed annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was always complaining about something all game. He didn't have a good game either. Like I, I think he had 14 points, so decent points wise. But he takes so many 16, shots. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And oh, another thing, student crowd was student section was doing because he had like three air balls. So anytime he touched the ball, they yeah. start shouting air ball. All game because yeah, it happened early game. in the game too. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Good job, student section. Keep that up. All right. So enough talk about the sadness that was this last week. Let's talk about next week, and it's another tough stretch. Um, probably not as tough as this one. I don't think. We are at home against UConn on Wednesday at 6 o'clock, and then we are away in Orlando against UCF on Saturday at 11 in the morning. So UConn, they've got new coach this year, Dan Hurley from Rhode Island. He was did a great job with those guys. And they have a lot of talent on that team, but their record isn't that great. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this game goes because um, I don't know why their record is what it is. They've got senior point guard who's been the star of their team for pretty much three years now, Jalen Adams. And then even the better, like not better, but a huge buildup for that team this year was this guard, Alter Gilbert, is finally healthy for them. 
I think this is his third year on the team for them, but he's been hurt every year. He hasn't actually played a game until this year, maybe one game his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was their top recruit in 2016, has a 98 ranking score on ESPN uh, for recruits, and was the 32nd best player in that class of 2016. That guy, is uh, he's got some talent. So him and, him and Adams are the, the guys to watch for us this next game. How, how big of a lead do you think we have with three minutes and 11 <laughs> seconds left? Yeah. And is it enough? I think at home we got to win. Like seven, we beat UConn at home all the time. Seven point lead and no, not even close. We need to be up by like twelve. Yeah, I don't know. Twelve is enough. We were up by eleven against OSU and almost blew it. Um, I say you need at least a twenty point lead with three minutes left. <laughs> oh man, um, that would be oh god. Be I do awful. think we beat UConn, but it just feels like it's gonna be give me like a heart attack again. I think we're gonna have a lead. Slow first half, come out hot in the second half, then just kind of take our foot off the pedal. Like every and game this that year. Gilbert guy, Adams guy, bet hit like three threes. <laughs> yeah. right. Then we barely pulled out. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's a way this is not a close game. Um, if we win it, at least maybe UConn blows us out, but that would suck. But if we win, I think it's going to be very close. There's too much talent on that team for us to just blow them away and keep that lead all game. So the Two things they're really good at. They're uh, ranked top 50 in the country on both of these. Offensive rebounds. Ah, wonderful. Sucks. And <laughs> forcing turnovers. So mm. those are like my two least favorite <laughs> yeah. things in the world because Tulsa isn't good on offensive rebounds and we've been known to turn the ball over a couple times. Sometimes it feels like I'm watching like Tulsa football play with the yeah, amount of turnovers it's that brutal. we have. Fumble City. Like when when did when did Boomer not Boomer? Uh, Skipper. Skipper. Yeah, <laughs> when did Skipper play sign up for the basketball team? Man, it Ouch. Yeah. No, no, it's no. true. That's scary. It's... We got to figure out the the rebounding issue, and that's what I, I like. I don't know how you experiment with Dry Horn in a game. If like if he starts and we try to keep him in there for a long period of time, if the rebounding just collapses, then is it too late to bring in Igbanu after that, or do we want to try that out? You know? I don't think it's 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 team. It's team. It's boxing out and it's like hustle to the ball. I don't yeah. think it's Igbanu because a lot of it isn't like and it's not it's not the only reason we would have lost. So call over the back for f- sake, ref. <laughs> A lot, a lot of the time, I feel like there's over the backs that aren't getting called, yeah. and that's an issue for us because our tallest guy's six eight, so right. people are reaching over them. Yeah, their tallest starters six eight too. All the other, all their other starters, I mean, are like six three, six six two, and six three. But they do have a uh, Josh Carlton. Didn't, I don't know if he's yeah. He's six ten. So okay, he, yeah, he, he plays, plays. He doesn't like, start though. No, but he, I mean, his mi- minute percentage is like forty five. So he, okay. play, he's yeah. he's like first man off the bench. Gotcha. So that's gonna be tough. For rebounds, still. Yeah, it hmm. seems like size-wise, a good matchup for us, right? We kind of line up with them. You would ex- you would expect so, just looking at like the numbers. Yeah, it'll be a good game. Like we've had so many good games with UConn over the last four years, five years. So I'm excited to to watch that one. I'm glad it's at home this time. Will Will this be the game that Sterling Taplin kind of goes back to? Good his Lord, last man. year self. I hope so. He is like we've been saying it every week, or at least I have. I'm just waiting on him to to take off, but he's just not been. The guy that we need him to be. And Jeffries. Jeffries hasn't really had a good road game either. Well, that won't. So I think he'll be good in this one, but then I guess UCF will be the true test. Yeah. Um, really good. I don't I, haven't, I don't have his road, home road splits in front of me, but I imagine they're night and day. Yeah, I mean, they've got to be. I think Taplin, did he, he hit a three last game, I think. Um, he's been hitting them every now and then, but there's just been no consistency from him. His turnovers, they, they just keep coming. We had five more against... Uh, Cincinnati, Matt, Cincinnati you, last what, week. How many people on our team have a turnover percentage over twenty? Uh, three. There are three guys, and so I'll give you the give you the toss up. One of them is really tall. <laughs> Falcon. Falcon. One of them token hates. Chris Barnes. Okay, and one of them <laughs> is supposed to be our leading point guard. Sterling Taplin. He has a twenty point two turnover percentage. And what's and what's uh so what's Kern so Scott at? Can you uh Kern Scott's at nineteen point four. Okay, so you don't round up yet. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so can we can you um turnover percentage? That's amount of times you turn it over every what? Amount position. of time. Oh, oh, is really? It, okay. No, it's every. Is it every hundred? Every like percentage no, of times you get the ball. It's every hundred percent. Yeah, it's every okay. hundred possessions. Gotcha. So, but I mean, you can extrapolate that too. Every time, yeah, you get, sure. It's still twenty percent. Right. Of the, the math. Yep. Works. So not good. <laughs> yeah, man. Like. Also, if we want to do a segue to the next game, still, offensive well, rebounding. Yeah, I mean, he's still, yeah, so well. I just we'll Taplin's still. That. He's still like twenty seventh in the country in assist percentage. But like that, I'm I'm really starting to think that doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, assist Wait, turnovers, assisted turnovers, more assist, important. The, oh, yeah, yeah. assist percentage. Right, 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 right. So he's what in the country in that? Twenty seventh. Oh, somehow still. Wow. I think it's because we don't assist that many shots too. That's a kind of a team problem. Yeah. 
So what do you think the, what's your prediction for the game score? UConn? Uh, let's see. I think that UConn will... God. <laughs> best t-shirt ever. Worst. Yeah, it glows in the dark, though. Uh, so UConn will score... They will finish the game with 62 points. And Tulsa will finish with 65. I think that's around right. I'd say uh, probably... I saw this today because... Um, I'm a CVS Extra Care member, uh-huh. so I have a CVS card, and they gave me an email today saying in 2018 I saved exactly $69 at CVS. Nice. Like so going with that, like you're making that up, but okay. Not making it up. I'll show you right now. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna say we win 69-64. So let's see. They literally sent me an email that said you are a legend. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Take a screenshot of that. I feel like the, I feel like that's something you just gotta keep. <laughs> Yeah, hashtag extra care. <laughs> hashtag Team CVS. Even though it's the exact same as Walgreens, shouts to Mason Morgan. So I'm also taking Tulsa winning at home against UConn just because of the past we've had against them, and we always seem to beat them at home, and they always beat us away. So I'm going to think history continues on that way, and I will predict this is going to be one of the best games of the year for us. I'm going to be super, like, in terms of excitement level and us winning, actually. So I'll say 68-66, Tulsa wins it. So, segue. Taco Fall is really tall. Yes, yeah. So let's talk about Taco Fall and our offensive rebounding problem that we have. So we play UCF, like I said, in Orlando on Saturday at 11 a.m. They are home to, I think he's, I think I saw this um, a couple days ago, one of the top 50 tallest people in the world. Yes. And it's not even offensive rebounding. <laughs> it also might be a good time to go with Dry Hornet Center. Because you're not going to out-tall Taco yeah, Fall. Right. Don't mean to be rhyming all this all this rhyming. But can we, can we like put Joiner and Horn as one player and just like on, <laughs> yeah. on his shoulder? Chicken match. I don't that. even know. But like Igbanu isn't going to be able to post up Taco Fall, so you might as well stretch him out with Dry Horn. Yeah, you know if you yeah that'd be cool, especially uh, if we're trying to drive and Taco's got to stay out. Yeah, on the uh, perimeter. You're saying we five out it maybe yep, for a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, that would be that's probably not a bad idea. That'd be cool. But so we'll I the odds of that happening are yeah. <laughs> probably 0.5%, but it's because right. out of respect, I think that hate has for Igbano is not going to bench him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but maybe at some point in the game, so, you know, we'll find ourselves. But yeah, no, that would be starting, but more Dryhorn might get more minutes, which he probably should at this point. Yeah, totally should. Yeah, I just I just don't like the idea of you like start a player just because like the respect for them. If the player's not producing, I feel like you shouldn't be. It's But it's managing egos. That's part of coaching. Yeah, and he's not, like, he's good for what we sometimes need him to do, which is rebound the ball. He just needs, like, Haith just needs to get on him about making his mind up. I think if he does that, he can be a good player. Like, last year, I feel like last year, this wasn't as much of an issue. For yeah, him. They didn't post him as much last year. Junior E2 was getting those post-up touches. Right, and yeah, and he was always making the decision right away. And he could step out and shoot a three. Yeah, because he's got the potential to be, like, so much better than he has been. He's got really good... He, need, he needs three more post moves. He's got really good touch. That's what he's got. Inside, just yeah, good touch. he does. Three more post moves and just quick decision-making on passing. Mm-hmm. All great post players have great passing. Yep. Yeah, so hopefully we can figure that out. Yeah, soon. Yeah, so UCF, Johnny Dawkins is their head coach. Uh, he's been there, I think it was his third year, and he's done a great job with them. They're, they were the preseason pick to win the conference this year, which blew a lot of people away. Uh, I was also very surprised at that, but they're, they're up there. Uh, the talent level on that team is pretty pretty good. The preseason player of the year for them is also their starting point guard, senior guy, B.J. Taylor, so he's going to be tough to stop. And then the, I think the reason I didn't see how good they were coming is because the coach's son, Aubrey Dawkins, played on Michigan two years ago. Transferred last year, had to sit out last year, and now he is uh, the starting shooting guard for UCF, and he's also been very, very good this year. So between B.J. Taylor, Aubrey Dawkins, and Taco Fall, that's a pretty, that's a very solid team. Uh, they've been plagued by injuries in the last few years, though, and that hasn't happened yet. Uh, like I was hoping it would, not hoping that they would get hurt, you know, but uh, hoping that we would beat them somehow. Yeah, yeah. anticipating. So it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be tough. Guy, like we got to figure out rebounding is the biggest thing, especially against these guys. Um, but if we can, like we can play with them. Our talent level is there. Uh, but man, they just they've got a lot of weapons on that team. Um, yeah, we're not gonna win. <laughs> I don't they're, think so either. <laughs> they're legit. They might. I'd say. I mean, it's it's a toss up right now for me to win the conference between them, Houston, and Cincy. Yeah. Um, maybe even like throw SMU in there, but probably not. Um, but UCF yet. Yep. Or te- yeah, or t- Temple will be Houston. Yeah, so really, but I'd say it's three, two, and everybody else. Yep. 
Um, yeah, we're gonna lose by at least ten. I'd say it would just it would just take a dominant game from either one of our three guys, or I'd say not. I'd say either Jeffries or Taplin. I doubt Igbana would. Yeah, with just with the matchup. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be tough. They're weird um, in that they play like us with their bench. They play like eight guys a lot. So maybe more depth bench than we play with, especially now that Moore's gone. So it's weird. I don't know if that helps or hurts our case against them. Maybe that means their best guys aren't playing as often. So I, I would think that would help. But if their team is that deep, it's going to be hard to keep keep up with them because I know they play pretty fast. I'm very confused by Kempom right now because I'm looking at sorry I'm looking at UCF and their projected record is 23 and seven. But if you go through each game, they're only supposed to lose four games. Doesn't really match up. <laughs> well, I mean that could be projected from the, the preseason. Pre-season okay. Because they oh. probably won a couple games that. Projected ah, to lose, right? Huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd see maybe they were supposed to lose UConn uh, just because it was a road game, but they blew UConn out of the water, so I don't know. I mean, the only two games they lost, they lost to uh, Florida Atlantic by one point. Yeah, that sucked. And they lost to Mizzou on a tie buzzer beater, yeah, in overtime by two. So and to get they, to overtime, yep. Geist hit the weirdest buzzer right. beater ever <laughs> from way yeah, back. Well, and well, that was because they held on the ball for five seconds, like inbounding it. Oh and yeah, that was yeah, a turnover yeah. to give Mizzou the the chance. Yeah. So it, crappy. Yeah. So they could they could have been undefeated if they didn't like blow it those two games, but yeah. No, I think we're going to lose. I think I, at this point, am not convinced we can win a road game. Yeah, um, I'm, it's tough, dude. Like I know what you're saying. I am debating on if I want to like go to another road game. <laughs> like, Wichita was the one I was thinking, and I don't even know if we can beat Wichita on the road. And I definitely don't think we can beat Central Florida on the road. Even though we have like more time in between the Wednesday to Saturday... No, I don't think it's gonna happen. I wish we, I wish we had a home and home against Central Florida, just because I'd like to see like what we could do at home against them. Yeah. Alas. Yeah, I legit think we could beat anybody at home in the conference, yeah. but I also think we can lose to anybody on the road. Yeah, I mean, there's no way to make the argument that we can win this game. Like as of everything we've seen up to this point in the season, there's no way. What if, like do, what how, could how we how possibly we do? Ninety percent from three. <laughs> Yeah, I we almost shot ninety percent from three from Cincinnati. <laughs> well, no, we still, still lost, lost that game. 40 percent from two. Forty percent. Okay. Seventy from free throw. That's how we win the game. Okay. If all of those line up, you know, the stars align. That's how it happens. And not very many turnovers. I do think. Yeah. I do think one of the keys might be less than fifteen. Less yes. than fifteen turnover. Like cut stalls. Cut off stocks. We're not going to get less our, than fifteen. But that's we our cut off. we have to get less than fifteen turnovers, and I'd say attempt more than thirty threes, because it seems like the only way against a team that big, and we're going to have trouble penetrating against Taco Fall. We're just going to have to light it up from three, and yeah. also take a bunch. And if we're not making those threes, and we're just, I mean, at that point, we're just throwing the ball back at them if we don't shoot well because we're not going to get those rebounds majority of the time. Yeah. I mean, those are all going to Taco. Well, it's easier to get long rebounds um, when you're outside. That's where we get screwed. It's because I feel like we, our defense, we kind of, that might be part of it. You know, we close out because we, it's like they get in the corner, then the guy gets there and we kind of all kind of go there. Then it's a long three and it mm-hmm. bounces out and they just hustle what more I'm, to what it. What I'm hearing is we want our threes to be a little more flat so they bounce out. <laughs> yeah. Or just in. Yeah. In yeah. would be good. In would be the best. Just right. not up to Taco. Yeah, Agreed. Two threes from each of our like six players that play besides Igbano, that'd be good. No, so twelve I'm threes. I see Igbano make threes too. That'd be nice. I mean, he shoots them in warm-ups, so you never know. Darian Jackson hit five threes. That'd blow my mind. <laughs> he had a point. He scored uh, against SMU. Had a nice little layup. Yeah, I saw that. He had the highest offensive rating. It was like 200. <laughs> nice. There he is. He's coming into his own. Start him. Peter Hewitt of this year. Okay, so what do you think about predictions for UCF, the score? Loss. Yes. Uh, 81-70, UCF wins. I'm going to say it's a low score, lower. I'm going to say 73 to 64. All right. I've got big time loss, 80 to 65. I also think I should, I want to point this out. I don't think like our, we're pretty pessimistic this episode. Well, yeah, I think we easily have a way to turn the season around. Yeah, and we, still, we like, win these games by 20 points each. I will be much happier. Yeah. But I don't think, like, it's not like everything is lost. No. We just need to make adjustments. Yeah. It's, right now, everything looks bleak because we've started 1-3 and three in conference, and it could have been, like, 0-4. Oh but 
I mean, the team can still turn it around and we can go undefeated and make the tournament win the national championship. Easily. But even not even using like hyperbole like that, like I oh, can, that's true. We, we can definitely turn it around and, you know, like I think we'll still have a winning record in conference play. Yeah, and we knew this was going to be a tough stretch, hence last week's episode into the gauntlet. So, like, we got through the first four games. We're one and three. That's not a great start, but we played a bunch of tough teams. Right? I think that's, so. I mean, I think I, I didn't expect us to come out better than one and three personally like i thought we would get we're gonna lose the three games we lost so yeah yeah i mean we were predicted to but yeah hopefully we need to start winning some that we're predicted to lose we need to beat houston at home that that's like a must win like i feel like we need to go undefeated at home from the rest of the way out and go like slightly below 500 on the road we need to, to even we like need have to win a like, shot. we need to win like two or three road games yeah i think te- i think the season. ones that could help us is obviously ucf and temple are the two big ones or, and Cincy. If we could beat Cincy at Cincy, that'd be yeah. awesome. The other one, I think UConn on the road. Was... We don't play them on the road. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's our one. Uh, Memphis, maybe, on the road is a good... It's not like maybe a, it's South not Florida, upper though. tier. South Florida took Temple to overtime at Temple, so South Florida might be is getting even better, it seems. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they're just two behind us in Ken Palm now. So they're, they're rising up. And we're falling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Lowest Ken Palm ranking of the year. Yeah, sad. Twenty five. But I mean, we, we still we still have a shot. We still we still we do. I mean, we got to do something in the regular season because we know what the kind of road team we are. We're definitely not winning the conference tournament because that's that's neutral side, baby. Yeah, but um, not at home. Where neutral side is it at Memphis? Right. Yeah. So we're gonna lose to Memphis in like <laughs> yeah. again in the third round on yeah. a floating buzzer beater. Right. We're, we're eleven and six right now. If we go, I mean, if we stay like if we still have ten losses by the end of the season, I'd say that's good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be we'll be on the bubble mix at least with twenty wins. So we'll see, because we had nineteen last year, right? Yeah, but we weren't really a bubble team last year. No, didn't even make the turn, NIT. Turned it on too late. Yeah, yeah, oh. we were like we were like at this time last year we were like five hundred. So at this point in the season, do you think we make the NCAA tournament? No, I would say no. Do you think we make I the think NIT? We make, I think we make. I think we do. I think we're NIT, but not NCAA. But I think if we get a couple resume wins, that I will change my tune. Yeah, no, we have chance to be NCAA, but this, the way we're playing on the road, it just seems impossible. Yeah. Like not impossible. It seems yeah. realistic predict- prediction. Unrealistic. Too. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. I think NIT is a real, real, pretty high possibility of happening though, which is good. I'd like the postseason play. That'd be cool. CBI maybe. Get an extra home game, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to cover about? This last week or the upcoming week before we move on? Um, Frank Hafe completely agrees with me on Daquan Jeffrey's NBA future. <laughs> what did he say again? On the broadcast, the announcer was saying that Frank Hafe was talking about Jeffrey's, like he's got the potential to be in the NBA, to be, uh, he says, watch PJ Tucker, and he Jeffrey's reminds him a lot of that. And you can ask Matt, I've been saying that all year. He plays a lot like PJ Tucker, who plays for the Rockets. He's one of the best defensive forwards in the NBA. Uh, he's like 6'5", but he plays power forward and center. Nice. Every time the Rockets are on, Pat does say, hey, that's the guy who I think is like Daquan Jeffries. Man, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, Matt doesn't care. Also, Zaire Smith, oh, care. Who, was a, who was a rookie this year, and he got drafted by the Sixers, played for Tech last year. Um, younger than Daquan Jeffries, but they kind of have similar styles. 6'5", but play like small forward and f- dunk. <laughs> Super athletic. Yeah. Awesome. I got to watch a Houston game and see... Uh... B.J. Tucker is a thick boy. He might, have, he, might have, he might have like the widest, widest hips in the NBA. But like he's like he had, I think in the game seven of the Western Conference Finals last year, he had nine offensive rebounds. Nice, dang. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see Jeffrey's making a, making an impact in the NBA, uh, assuming he can get there. But I think he can. All right, let's move on to segments, and we will start with Matt's depressing stat of the week. Matt's depressing stat of the week. The whole week, we're done. With his special guest, his scarf. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a scarf, it is cold. Um, You're also wearing a tank. A tank, yes, because I said I would. It's true, dedicated. <clears throat> All right, so I had, it was, you know, this is probably one of the easiest weeks for me uh, to pick. Definitely easiest since basketball season started. Um, and so I had a couple of choices, and I picked the one that makes me the most sad. Um, and I'm going to go, we're going to, we're going to discuss turnovers. We've kind of discussed them before. All right. Just imagine this. Imagine that you're a nationally average team. You have turnovers 19% of the time, you know, per hundred possessions, you know, a little, little less than a fifth of the, every five, one, every five Cincinnati, we turned the ball over 22 times 
for 30%. Ooh. 10% higher than the national average. <laughs> like, that's really bad. That is. Yeah. Then you include... That's, like, really good for some stuff, though. Like, 10% over the national average. That's usually, you know, like, your yeah, mom would be super proud of you if you invested <laughs> that way. But when it's, like, something that you don't want, like... That's like, like, a golf score where you're, like, 10%, you shoot 10% higher than, like, the national average. That's, yeah. like, still probably pretty good golf score, to be honest. <laughs> right. I shoot, like, what's the max? You shoot, like, 125, probably. Bogey max. Yeah. Uh, SMU, we had 13, you know... Big drop off in turnovers. Still nineteen point seven percent. I don't. I couldn't really. You can't just add those together necessarily because. Well, unless it is by hundred possessions, in which case our weekly average would be like twenty four point eight percent, which sucks. Yeah. That sucks a lot. Um, and so that makes me depressed because yeah. we we're just giving away points constantly. It's it's such a such a negative because you lose the opportunity to score obviously, and then you give the other team a one, and it's just a double negative. And you also hear a lot of people talking about like offensive rebounds are a lot like turnovers. So if you combine those two things, we give a lot of things <laughs> yeah. away. Right? Yeah, that's why like the only twenty points off of second chance. Like I mean, I I, I a second chance is like a turnover. Yeah. Yep, it's definitely probably score. probably like I, I would imagine Cincinnati probably scored sixty eight percent. Oh, or not 68. They scored 68 points off of turnovers and second chances. That's I, what it feels like. I just imagine that in like it's on like a really nice canvas points. with really nice like hand painted. A second chance is like a turnover like hanging it in some like girl's room. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's in Matt's room. Have you yeah, it is in Matt's yeah. room. Yeah, got. Uh the other one just to kind of like throw away what I was picking between, uh two point percentage, really bad. National oh, average is 50 50.4%. Cincinnati was shot 22%. Like, how? Is that possible? Yeah, that should have been your depressing <laughs> stat. I think that's pretty it's, freaking depressing. Well, the turnovers are even like more depressing. What was it against SMU? Probably 30, 30, a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, it was better, but I mean... If that's you, not good. I know. Yeah, 32% for the week. That's like almost 20, 20% lower than the national average. Like, what the hell is a yeah. two-pointer? And like, you should think maybe part of it is we're taking bad twos, but no. No, we went to the hoop against SMU and Cincinnati... And just couldn't make layups or anything. Yeah. They weren't even like inefficient two pointers, which I hate. No, with, I know. With a passion. These were like good shots that did not go in the rim. Something I saw on Twitter it, about it, that was pe- I think somebody was speculating why we're missing all those twos that are like right at the bucket, you know? And it seemed to. God hates us. Yeah. It seemed to him that the guys, that they're driving in and they go up and they're ex- like expecting to get contact. Like they're counting on it, like they need it to happen because they like contort their bodies and throw up these weird shots. When they, and then they don't get hit. And they throw up this weird one where yeah. they could have just gone straight up. Jeffries had that against SMU where he was nobody's by him underneath the rim and he completely like hit it off the backboard and hit nothing besides <laughs> right. that. Oh and, yeah, that was that was, yeah. was not the same possession. He tried he went for that dunk and missed. Yeah. And he got it back yeah. and then he missed the layup. And yeah. The student section was making fun of him and I felt bad. Yeah, I did I felt bad about that too. <sighs> Sad. I think that was the catch twenty two guy saying the they're expecting contact. So Yeah. It seems like that's the case. It also sucks you guys had to be around like SME students. <laughs> not really. There's like, it was, I don't think they're yeah, we kind of on break yet. So it was actually like pretty empty in the stadium. Really? Yeah, there yeah. were like one row of people in the student section because they, like, they were all gone. Yeah, oh, like, no. They like retired that guy's jersey and there's nobody there. So felt yeah, bad. that was a bummer. Sorry, I feel bad for that guy. Like he got his jersey retired, so I shouldn't feel bad for him. But it could have been like a cooler thing, you know, with more people. But anyways, nobody else was there. No, um, it's done for Tony also got a free beer. I cannot confirm or deny that this happened. <laughs> It's time for Ryan's Tweet of the Week. Chirp, chirp, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, I can set the episode st- status as explicit or clean, so I'm going to keep that in there and not bleep it and just set this one as an explicit episode. Our first one. Yeah. All right, so my Tweet of the Week this week, I've already harped on this a lot, so I'm not going to talk about it very much. Um, at Leslie E. Mullen tweeted, very, very short one. It was, quote, killer instinct lacking a little bit. Comma, Tulsa Hoops. And it was. Um, so it sucked. She said that against Cincinnati when it actually was way better than until SMU the, yeah, game. Until the very end. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she was tweeting it about the about the Cincinnati end of game and how we were playing then. But wow, it carried over like nothing else. <laughs> we played like we didn't want to be there, like we were tired. Maybe we were, you know. Um, but it was just, it was awful. Made it really crappy to watch that game. Like me and Matt traveled to it. We were in Dallas, all excited. And that's what uh, that's what we got to watch. So yeah. that was a bummer. 
Glad we drank a lot of beer after. It was much, <laughs> yeah. much needed. Yes, it was much needed. It was sad to watch that game. I just like it's so much more fun to watch basketball when both teams are playing hard. Like even if the other team is not playing, it's just less fun to watch a not exciting game. Obviously, Jordan's, I didn't drink Jordan's any beer afterwards. I just watched Deal or No Deal. <laughs> Yeah, it sucked. So, uh, at Leslie Emolin, that's that's your tweet of the week. Um, we need to play with some more fire. Tough to get excited if not even the players are excited. So, well, here's to hoping Elijah Joyner becomes the infectious disease on the team that infects everybody with Jesus uh, excitement. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, it's, it's a dark episode this time. I'm sad. Oh, it's time for the faith and hate meter. Yeah, let's do it. And also, Word. my faith meter and my hate meter, but also the, my, so my faith meter is... I haven't done anything faith-related in a while, so it's probably down. It's only January. Hate meter? Let's see. We went to Christmas church. Yeah, it's like it's been a while since then. <laughs> um, Googling Frank Haith right now. Still Frank Haith. So hate right. meter's at 100%. Nice. And now my faith in hate meter. Is Corey Haith an assistant? He's like a grad assistant no, or something. I don't think he is anymore. He was last year. I was going to say, we almost had two Haith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw that shirt yeah, at the USF game, I think. The faith and hate meter. Or the faith and hate shirt. Classic. Um throwback <laughs> but now my faith in hate uh, it's pretty low right now see this is what i'm this is what i'm wondering so like last it's week, not all his fault though that's what i'm yeah so is it is it lower than it was last week or is it just the same because we lost both games which sucks it's lower because i don't think i can win a road game and a lot of that's like on like yeah some of that's on like the coach preparation preparation and like getting your players energy wise so like right now it's pretty low i feel like i mean oh uh, you know where i am my, you guys ever seen Independence Day? Yes. No. You know the people in Independence oh. Day. You ever seen Independence Day? Come on, dude. Sorry. Classic. Well, um, so you, Matt, you know in Independence Day when uh, Vivica Fox's coworker, like I think she's, a, they're both strippers. It's like the aliens are coming. They're gonna be so cool. Like they're gonna bring me to like their spaceship and yeah, like she goes like on top. She goes on top of the tower with like, like welcome the aliens, sun. welcome aliens, welcome aliens. Then they get obliterated. Obliterated. <laughs> oh my god. That's what I, I feel like her right before she gets obliterated. Like Frank Hayes is yeah. like guys, Frank Hayes. He's <laughs> Good coach, he's a good coach. Yeah. This is awesome. Then, like Frank Hayden lasers down and just like wrecks me. Oh my god, that's such a good one because yeah, you were at the season high two weeks ago. Exactly. And then he just like shit all over you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the best one of the of the year. Oh, that was awesome. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't say like that. Yeah, for real. He can bring yeah. you back to life. I want to be the golden retriever that runs into like underpass and survives. Yeah. And then I don't, I mean, the analogy doesn't really work out because <laughs> everybody aliens, realizes there's <laughs> the one guy on the phone with his therapist. Oh my god, it's horrible. Yeah. And he gets his wreck too. Yeah, I know. No, it's his mom. No, it's is this, is his yeah. mom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, it's a good movie. All right, nicely done. Uh, that wraps up segments for the week. So, Matt, you've got some shout outs, right? Yeah, I got two shout-outs for you. Um, first is women's basketball is... So first off, they're 3-0 to start conference play. What? Exactly. And this past week, they went uh, 2-0 against Memphis and East Carolina. They won Memphis by a uh, score of 46-39. to Yeah, very nice. Yeah, that <laughs> does not necessarily seem like it was an offensive, like showcase game yep. second one was though they won 75 to 55 against east carolina so both great solid yeah great start um i think they're, they're nine and seven overall uh it's gonna be tough i mean it, they're not gonna win the conference i will hot take right now <laughs> I, I would bet a hundred dollars they don't win the conference i would not take that that bet. is uh i'm pretty sure connecticut is going to <laughs> um they played a close game against south florida um, today. UConn? Yep. Yeah. South, close. Well, South Florida is the second best team, and they've yeah. been like good for a while. Right. That's the, so it's like UConn, South Florida, and Central Florida are all, are all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, I mean, if they can keep it up now, it, it's definitely a good run in the conference, and they can finish as like a top, you know, six seed. Yeah, that's come, cool. That's cool because uh, wasn't Matilda Mossman, we were, everybody was kind of down on her, right? Yeah, this year she, especially. So she, she had like, she was like, Really good record when she, like, her first couple of years, and then it's just been kind of, like, I guess, lower record. It's been, like, under 500 then. a couple of years in a row, right? Yeah, and but, you know, it's good to see, you know, you know stick with it. Yeah. And if we can get a winning record and then, you know, make, look either NIT or NCAA in the next couple of years, that'd be good. Yeah. Especially because we lost, 
I was just uh, going to bring this up. Best player last year, like I, 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 Shug Dixon. Is it is it Shug or Shug? I never knew how to pronounce the name. It's spelled S H U G. It's yeah, got to be Shug. Bad at first pronouncing first names, but yeah, she transferred to Texas Tech like over the off season or like a month ago or something. Yeah. So that hurt, but it's nice to see that we're not, we're still we're winning, we're winning games in conference, which is great. Yep. So. Crystal Polk killing it. Yeah. Uh, second shout out is for the women's tennis team. Uh, the tennis, both men and women's tennis teams started uh, their seasons, their spring seasons this weekend. Uh, and the women's team went undefeated in the Hurricane Invite, which is just you know the hosted little. We always kind of start with that because tennis is like Tulsa is somehow like they're the college capital of tennis in the country. <laughs> yeah, like we host so so many tournaments. Well, the Case Center is so nice. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so nice. We have like the St. Francis like I I T H acronym thing. Like what? Like the top college tennis players like come here and play, and so it's so cool. And it's like our tennis teams are good. Like, yeah, tennis and cross country are probably our best two sports. Yeah, and so, like, yeah, because women's tennis won a uh, conference title. I think our first year in the American cross country, like, can't lose. Like, well, I think the men's team has won every time. The women's team has won like three out of five. So, anyways, yeah, women's tennis team undefeated to start the season. Won all their matches. Great start. Nice. And we kept it under an hour this week. All right, anything else, or are we wrapping it up right now? Right, it's under an hour. Cut it, cut it, cut it. That's what I want. Cool. All right, if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could throw us a rating, leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts or however you listen to, to our show. And if you have a question about social sports or anything you want us to talk about during the show, let us know. We are at Golden Hurricast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, almost only Twitter these days. Or you can email us at thegoldenhurricast at gmail.com, which we also check all the time. So remember to, scri- remember to subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. And thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. And we're still accepting donations in our bid to buy the New Orleans Pelicans, just FYI. Um, <laughs> what? We talked about this last week. Yeah. Did you know this from the end of the last episode? We're going to uh, buy them. I know. We're going to name off. the Tulsa Timers. Yeah, the Tulsa buying, Timers? Buying, yeah. Tulsa time. Oh god. Yeah, we're buying a basketball team so we have so then we can be the donors to get power five coaches for Tulsa. Like Houston. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You think the Pelicans are probably I mean they're gonna move to Seattle the, pretty they're, soon. They're the cheapest team. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. why we're only yeah. seven hundred and fifty million. Yeah. So. I mean they're playing at the Smoothie King Center. What do you expect? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, stay golden. Hurricane.